fuck in a right. Let's do this shit. I was really glad I'm not the only asshole that forgot to hit record, because that would have been real embarrassing. <laughs> the majority <laughs> of us forgot to hit record. Well, I got That's it on funny. recording. In case- oh, wait. I don't think it works like that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's close, Sarat though. and I are in space balls over here, surrounded by assholes. But when will then be now? Fucking lousy with assholes. It's like a brown donut parade over here. Gross. I feel like most donuts I've eaten are brown. Some skin tone color. Oh, okay. Waiting weird with it, Sarat. I'm sorry, I didn't think you realized that brown was a skin tone. Did you... Did you want me to say uh, that they were glazed? Was that is that better? Is that closer, warmer? I'll glaze your donuts, Rot. Don't you worry. Oh yeah, right in the donut hole. Oh. Okay, should we start that over again? I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. I feel like it's been forever. I feel like we haven't played since last year. Uh, listeners don't know that. John. Sad trombone noise. That's why I just told them. <laughs> we just had New Year's. New year, new me, new season. Hey! New chapter. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Alive. You said new you? What? What's new with you? What, what, did you do a resolution? He's a robot now. I transferred my consciousness into another body. Damn. Oh, he does that every year. Hold it. How do I do that? This model's fucking running, running loose. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a whole new game, guys. I'm gonna start taking notes and and preparing sessions. <laughs> no, I'll believe that when I see it. We're all gonna learn the <laughs> grapple rules. No. Hey, <laughs> yeah. no one can figure that shit out. That's why they made that cool ass flowchart. We're all gonna learn the mounted combat rules. <laughs> One of us is. Doubt it. Good look. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm gonna audit all of your character sheets. <laughs> God, please, yes, yes, please do it. That's not even a threat. We're gonna keep all our fingers crossed that the OGL holds out. Oh God, me too. Woo. Oh dear. If if you don't know what that means, you're better off. Don't even ask. I don't know. I don't know anymore. The world is scary, but probably not nearly as scary. As the world your characters are in. What are you talking about? We fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> Life's going grand. We're going to school. We're having a road trip. Yeah, we're going on a road trip, John. It's going to be sick, bro. We solved all the problems of Ravengrow. We're moving on to just drop off a book, and that's it. Yeah. And we'll probably be and heading there home. There will obviously be no problems in Leopardstead. Exactly. We should be fine. Except for that fucking letter that we got. That's pretty uh, ominous. But other than that, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, so you guys cleared Ravengrove's prison of all its spooky ghosts that were threatening to break free and destroy the town of Ravengrove and God knows what else. And you got a travel companion, Professor Lorimer's daughter, decided to head to Leopardstad with you. And leave this shitty town and all of the sad memories of her recent father behind. And Old River. And yeah, you decided to take Old River with you, that's right. Every adventuring party needs a good, solid NPC. Yeah, or an NPD. NP- <laughs> fucking what? Well, I mean, if Flora trains Kendra in the way of the Cavalier, <laughs> she can just ride Old River. 
<laughs> I don't know why MPD got me so good, but that was pretty good. <laughs> Non-player dog. <laughs> okay, I'm back. And I think we essentially ended season one with you all riding a couple wagons into the sunset or the sunrise. We can say it's morning time, probably. That makes a little more sense. We leave under the cover of night. Yeah, no one, no one would leave at night. That's crazy. I think it depends on more what direction we're traveling, right? Before we get into any of that, when we take a trip into our imagination's imagination, we open up with a magnificent view of the full moon in an otherwise empty night sky. This visage is suddenly disrupted, however, as the puddle that it is being reflected in is broken by the hooves of many horses. As we pan out, we see a dozen or so large black horses galloping through a gloomy swamp, ridden by humanoid figures in dark hooded robes. They're being followed by an even larger number of shadowy humanoid figures matching pace with the riders while running on all four limbs. As they reach the edge of the swamp, the camera pans out to a bird's eye view, and we see this menagerie of hooded figures approaching a towering stone gatehouse on the edge of a cliff. Beyond this fortified gatehouse, lit only by the full moon's light, or a number of other large fortified structures and strange towers connected by several bridges spanning over a massive raging river and a series of violent waterfalls. Beyond these buildings, we see a massive tower separated from the rest, teetering on a stone island rising up into the sky, ending in a great steeple with a tall shining steel point at the top of it looking as though it is piercing the moon itself. As the group of shadowy figures approaches the cliffside gatehouse, the obvious leader of the group raises a hand, and all of them come to a halt. The strange creatures running on all fours can now be seen clearer, now that they are still, and we see that they are composed of rotting flesh and covered with bulbous pustules their gaping maws filled with ghastly uneven teeth and dripping slimy ichor onto the cold ground as they wait patiently for their master's next command. The massive gate is shut, but as we pan up, we see atop of this building a lone man appears along the battlements. He's an older man with pale white hair draping along the side of his face. He's wearing a long white coat held shut down the middle with black leather straps. It's too late, Vrood, he proclaims from atop the stone tower. My sweet boy isn't here. He'll be long gone by now. I know what you've come to do, and I will not allow it. You are nothing but a dull-witted extortionists. I don't know what you want with my son, but he will never be a part of your whispering way. The leader of the shadowy horde below raises his head to look at the man, his face still hidden by his cowl. A 
raspy, whispering voice exits the figure, somehow filling the air and echoing through the entire area. I'm afraid this is not something within your abilities, old friend. We will have what we desire, one way or another. Unfortunately for you, we did not come with the intention of finding it here. I had anticipated your treachery from the beginning. We, dear Alpon, have come for you. The man in the tower exclaims back, Well, in that case, you will have to reach me first. I'm afraid you leave me no choice. He turns quickly and walks out of view. Just as several dozen small, red, winged creatures with black horns and assorted weaponry swarm out from behind the tower and down quickly towards the invaders. A chaotic battle ensues, the flying creatures swooping down and taking out several of the cultists in an instant, while the pustule-covered undead horrors begin leaping into the air and dragging some of the creatures down to the ground, ripping out their throats. The cultists begin loosing crossbow bolts and slicing the creatures in half as they fly at them, bellowing out in inhuman screeches. The leader calmly climbs off of his horse and walks towards the gate, as if he doesn't even notice the chaos of the battle around him. We see in the dark of his hood his eyes begin to glow a dark burning red as he raises his arms. His hands become engulfed in dark red flames. And soon the unnatural flames begin to swirl around him as he directs them. They form insidious, cackling skulls. They begin to growl and swirl faster before he thrusts his hands forward and they burst into the massive gate, blowing a massive hole right through it. Gigantic splinters of wood fly out, several of them impaling men and creature alike. Behind him, cultists are beginning to pick off the last of the creatures. The man motions forward with one hand, and the dozen or so pestilent undead abominations begin swarming around him and past him at a breakneck speed, pouring through the hole in the gate like locusts. Take him alive! Kill anything else that moves! The remaining cultists follow through the hole, leaving what is left of their horses behind now that they have defeated their flying foes. The man with the glowing red eyes turns, waves his hands, and mutters some words as the fallen cultists suddenly rise up and begin slowly shambling toward the gatehouse as well. He then turns and calmly steps through the hole in the gate, slowly following behind as the undead swarm races across the bridge beyond climbing underneath and around the sides, flowing over each other in waves. And as this man disappears into the gate, we'll black out. Nice. That was cool. Seems like a friendly fella. Man, I just probably wouldn't have moved. He said kill anything that moved. They both sound like badasses. One commands undead and one commands like demons perhaps or devils yep. I'm not sure yeah either way I hope you don't meet him <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, this is a whole different movie series. Yeah, it's... This is a trailer for something else. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to go see that. I mean, <laughs> after we finish this, it'd be cool to jump into that. Fuck, yeah. That was great. Now, real quick, before we get too into this, any last-minute preparations, purchases, anything you want to take care of before you leave the town? I want to give Yorfa a hug. Okay. That'll be 25 gold. (laughs) 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 One other thing. Sometimes in these books, they they give little options for, like, rumors. Any information gathering about the travel or your destination that might anybody want to do? Yes, absolutely. We've asked questions about where we're going. And also, did... Flora come this way before? She already been there? Uh, probably. Yeah, I believe Flora came here on the same path that you're planning on going. You can ask her about that. So there's DCs for knowledge local or diplomacy to gather information. If anyone would like to roll on that. My two greatest skills. (laughs) Well, Stormac actually does have knowledge local now at fourth level. So I'd be happy to roll that. Here we go. Stormak has knowledge everything now, doesn't he? He certainly does. Knowledge everything. His librarian skills finally kicked in. (laughs) That's his uh, class archetype. But here's the knowledge local. So all that studying you've been doing with uh, Sidriel. You read some shit. Well, that's that's a 10. Okay, so with a 10, Stormak would know uh, from reading about it, probably, that the distance from Ravengrow to Leopardstad is about 100 miles. And while no journey in Ustalov is without risk, as it's a fairly scary place, uh, but the Old Mountain Road is generally regarded as the best, safest route. Uh, this road follows the southeastern foothills of the Tusk Mountains to the north of Ravengrow, and passing through the towns of Tamravana and Cortad before following the lesser Motre River all the way up to Leopardstown. Uh, anyone else want to give it a shot? Uh, sure. Would you say a diplomacy? Yeah, knowledge local or diplomacy? I don't have a knowledge local, which seems weird because I'm from Leopardstown, but I'll do a diplomacy. It's probably an oversight. At 22. Oh, whoa, Charismatic little bugger. I have a plus five diplomacy. I just don't like to use it. (laughs) Humble, too. Through talking to people in town uh, before you leave, you may have learned that the city of Leopardstad has a little bit of local excitement going on right now. Uh, Living in Leopardstad, Flora, you would probably have heard rumors, tales stories of something called the Beast of Leopardstan. The Beast. Probably would normally come off as an old wives' tale or something that people use to scare their children into behaving. People would blame problems on the Beast of Leopardstad, but it's kind of always been up in the air whether it was a real thing or just a tall tale. But apparently, what you hear from maybe somebody traveling into Ravengrow is the dreaded Beast of Leopardstad has been captured and 
Apparently, hundreds of people are flocking to the city, hoping to catch a glimpse of this horror and watch it burn for its crimes. What? Flora doesn't believe it. She thinks it's a myth. Now, one more point of order before we head out on our journey. I have a gift for you. Presents! Yeah! Christmas came twice. Arrow cards? For rescuing the town of Ravengrow from an untimely doom, you do receive a group hero card. What? One hero card that you all share and must agree to use. The uprising. Yeah, what's that? What's that look like? <coughs> yes, those are my people right there. It looks like a angry mob, like uh, people with torches <coughs> and literally pitchforks, um, walking across a landscape that seems to be on fire, <laughs> with a crown hanging off of the pitchfork they all look like um commoners with patchy clothing and there is a hammer symbol chaotic neutral strength however this hero card does not work like other hero cards this specific card can be used to grant all of the pcs a plus one on attack and damage rolls for the duration of one battle oh man that's good if the PCs are outnumbered, oh. the card instead grants a plus two on attack and damage rolls for one battle. What? Outnumbered? Holy shit, that's great. We could have used that a million times over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a little late, but I like it. You're out, outnumbered a lot. In <laughs> Damn, Day of Bones would have been a lot different. And this is a strictly, like, metagame card. The characters don't know of it, or they don't hold an item. Yeah, the first card I gave you guys was, like, a physical card that Lorimer gave you. But every other hero card is purely for the players. But, now that's out of the way, we set off from Ravengroom. We'll say it's 10 a.m. once the wagons are packed... I'm going to say, because I'm super nice, that Kendra forked over the cash to get two wagons and a horse for each. To move her things. Yeah, I feel like most of what we're bringing is hers. Yeah, you, your guys' stuff you can hold on your person. I think we talked about that, too. Very nice of you, Kendra, to rent the horses for yourself. <laughs> You're welcome, me. <laughs> it's very nice of you to buy your own wagons so that we didn't have to buy them, but I appreciate it. Very kind. Oh, oh, thank you, Kendra. Oh, you're welcome, Kendra. Oh, hello, John. Hello, John. Oh my God. Hello, John. So, what does this caravan look like? Uh, Kendra is probably in one of the wagons. Who's Who's where? I doubt it's a two-lane road, so yeah, the wagons are single file. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kendra, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I would like to pilot the front wagon, the uh, lead wagon, if you will, and you can ride wherever you like. Uh, it's, it looks like um, Just Married was written on the back of that one. I think that one might be for you, but uh, I, I could be wrong. And um, <laughs> Just Married? Don't be ridiculous. It was... A, it was I believe it's more of a joke. Uh, we're just getting you. Ha ha ha. Sid is 
the reddest you've ever seen him. <laughs> For once in his life, he has color. <laughs> Flora is doing an absolutely terrible job of hiding her laughter behind her hand. <laughs> Sid is definitely riding in the cart with Kendra. Okay. We would have set up like a two chairs toward the front of the wagon because we want to ride comfortably. I mean, I believe they come with seats, right? I mean... If I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, there's like a driver's seat and then someone's riding shotgun. That's where that came from, is sitting to the right of the driver, usually holding a shotgun. So yeah, I'm talking like in the covered part of the wagon. Oh, yeah, sure. You see, I'm picturing there's two seats in the front, right, where the horse reins are and stuff. And then um, you could probably find places to sit in the back. They're mostly packed full of stuff, though. Our cart is primarily packed full of books and cats. Books and cats and books and cats. And then Old River's probably in one of the wagons. Yeah, I feel like Stormac adopted him like, mostly. So he's in whichever one Stormac's in, and Daisy would have hopped in with whichever one Old River is in. Yeah, Stormac and Flora and Old River and Daisy will we'll take the, the second wagon. Right. So it's just me in the front and the rest of the party's in the second wagon? <laughs> I love this. Okay, perfect. No, I, I thought you were driving the cart that had me and Kendra in it. Okay. No, that's perfect. That's a great way to split it up. And we can be in the front. Party wagon. You can always switch it up as we go. It's about a hundred mile trek. It's going to take some days. Uh, looking at the overland travel rules, it looks like you can travel about 16 miles in a full day's travel, or eight hours. And as I bring you to this fancy travel map, you can get a little better view on your surrounding area. Oh, Sid has AAA. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just in case. Magic AAA. The road to the east, I think you guys had decided to go to the west of Ravengrove. There is a less traveled, rougher road that I think you all decided taking the well-traveled one to the east. The main road. As it seemed like the safer route and the route that Kendra knows and the route that Flora took to get here from Leopardstown. Flora, you would know, as well as Kendra, just over a day's travel, you would reach a small inn, and then a couple days from that until reaching a small village known as Clover's Crossing. Is that what we're aiming for? We're aiming for the, uh, the inn? Uh, you guys tell me. I'm gonna let you make the travel decisions. You've got this map, you've got measuring tools. You said we could go 16 miles in a day? Mm-hmm. That's not all the way. Can we go faster than that? Yeah, well, what if we push our horses? I think they hit exhaustion if you go too far. And we probably don't want to exhaust our horses on day number one. Probably not. <laughs> say we just push 16 miles. Let's fucking do it, boys. And lady and dogs and other lady. Wagons, books. As you can see on the map here, on the north end of Ravengro is a massive lake. Lake Lias, and uh, this road follows along the southern edge of this lake. It's day and a half travel to this place. Instead of traveling a full day and then trying to set up camp in the dark, maybe we travel three-fourths of a day and set up camp 
with the little sun we have remaining, and then travel the other three-fourths of the way. That makes sense. Sounds like a great idea. Circle the wagons, metaphorically. Yeah, Kendra's like, I think that's a wonderful idea. I hate traveling at night. It can be rather dangerous. Well, before we leave town, do we have all we need to make camp? That's a good question. Stormak does not have that on him. You don't have, like, a bedroll and uh, stuff like that? Trail rations? <laughs> um, yeah, you're gonna need food. Kendra has enough for herself. I, I have good enough for me. I have five trail rations and bedroll and all sorts of shit. Yeah, I actually do have I have a monk's kit, which has all that. Four days and some in a bedroll. Do we have any tents? I don't know if anyone has, like, a tent. Well, I have one. Are we all gonna... Is it big enough for everybody? Uh, mind your business. It's, well, maybe big enough for two. Fair enough. Oh, ooh, ayo. <laughs> I'm gonna get my own tent with booze and hookers. Pumped in. What's the weather like, John? It is a bright, sunny morning. I mean, like, what time of year is it? Go sleep outside. It is forast, which it looks like that would be March. Oh, hell yeah, I'm sleeping outside for sure. That's cold. I mean, I guess it depends on the hemisphere and... <laughs> yeah, well, so we're in Usala, which is Galarian's, like, main. I feel like that would be cold. Like, all, all the stories that happened in Usala were written by Stephen King, so I assume this is Maine. I've, I've slept outside and worse as a human. Whatever, I'm going to have Daisy on one side and Old River on the other, and I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so you, uh, you get... Both dogs and I get zero. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, fuck right. it. We'll do it. So you head out. I want to buy it a is... tent. I want to buy a tent. Purchase okay. a tent. Ka-ching. Oh, wait, we, don't, we, don't we have all of Kendra's linens and things? This, this is not a Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> no, it's the linens and things. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just going to buy a tent. I'm going to make it uncomplicated. I'm buying a tent. Anyone else want to buy a tent? Nope. I'm sure. For safety, who knows. But yeah, I plan to sleep outside, but yeah, I'll buy a tent too. All right. A small tent is 10 gold pieces. Sold. Well, I mean, floors is only like half the size. (laughs) It's a fucking large tent to her. (laughs) It's really a pillowcase and two sticks. (laughs) I could fit two dogs in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a pillowcase and two sticks. <laughs> so, let's get going. Let's go, I got my tent. Let's go. Come on. He waves the tent around. <laughs> right, yep, ten gold a tent. And you head out. It's bright and sunny. There's still a crisp breeze on the air. And you take off. You, there are uh, people on the road mostly farmers outside of Ravengrove there's lots of farmland and plains it's just flat land and this massive lake uh, to the north so we're in Illinois yeah Illinois so I feel like Flora would be super cheerful like she's just really happy to be getting out of this place and she's in in great spirits she might try racing the other cart every once in a while just to be silly Sure, you could ride Daisy, too, next to the cart. You could yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, we'd obviously be faster. If I'm on Daisy, I'm, I'm faster than everybody. 
but she's happy. She's she's like talkative and and cheerful and like making friends with Kendra and trying to make everybody else chatty too. Kendra is in bright spirits too. It feels refreshing to get out of Ravengrow. It's been years and it's just been a really rough couple months and she's looking forward to the future and what that brings. Every time Flora passes the front cart, Sid will look up from his book and mention over to Kendra. Oh, there she goes again. She's past us, I guess. Fucking losers! And so Kendra may seem enthralled. Sid's just kind of, well, I guess that happened again. <laughs> I hope she is careful. Those things are expensive, you know. I think, I think Father Ozel's really just determined on trying to uh, keep the cart. He's very kind of quiet, and uh, he does feel good that they're leaving Ravengrow, but I think this is the farthest north he's ever been, and so he's like, you know, every every step he takes, he's just one step farther and farther away from home, and it uh, it probably, um, probably worries him a little bit, but he, he's with it. He's stoked. He's got his uh, holy symbol in one hand, and just trying not to turn the cart over. He's driven draft animals before in farming, but not a whole cart, necessarily. Nice. A little bit of a new experience. Yeah, yeah. He's having some trouble, probably. I mean, uh, you know, he's getting there. Whoa, whoa. Settle down, horses. Ah, this is is more challenging than I thought. Zidriddle, look up how to wrangle horses. Feels like it's a bunch of cats around here. So yeah, maybe they're getting a little out of control here and there, but I mean, they're they're also probably fairly trained to do things like this. Uh, Flora's absolutely got it under control. Like, she might be looking like she's being crazy with it, but she's got great handle animal and wonderful ride, so she's got this in the bag. Yeah. Stormax along for the ride when Flora's driving, and he's like holding on to his seat with one hand and then like reaching in the back behind him and Flora to the dogs like it's okay she's got this oh whoa and he's just uh, (laughs) having a good time (laughs) the dogs are loving it they're hanging their heads out the sides and their tongues are flapping (laughs) yeah I like that so your plan is to travel essentially halfway today and take the other half to the inn yeah try to get settled as the sun's setting while we still have some light and take up the rest of the trip tomorrow. Alright. Yeah, I think that's like 12 miles, right? 12 and a half-ish. Yeah, so the further you get from Ravengrow, the less people you start to see. It's uh, fairly uninhabited towards the end of the day here, or midday. We'll say you, you stop like around 3 o'clock. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's spring. The sun sets at like, what, five thirty, six o'clock? Like seven. This far north. Buckle up, Sidriel. It's gonna be a long trip. <laughs> what? What? Wait. What would you like me to buckle to? What? I'm sure we've got a belt somewhere. We can strap you to the seat. <laughs> he turn around and he's strapped <laughs> to the seat with a belt. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I assumed I was perfectly capable of sitting. Nope, you look what, unsafe. What are you proposing? Some sort of seat belt? 
ingenious. I like to cast airbag as a reaction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Free action. Cast airbag. Tell me how far you travel. Two miles per hour. I think we get halfway, and then we stop, and then we do the other half of the trip, right? That was the plan. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that seems reasonable. Totally. Six hours. We find we find a nice place to park next to the lake. We set up a little tent and a campfire. We roast some rabbit or whatever. Yeah, we're in the first month of spring. The sun's still setting relatively early. I need to figure out this new tent. I need some extra sun time. <laughs> and yeah, you uh, pull over, park the wagons off the side of the road. Uh, it's kind of open fields apart from the lake. You know, there's birds here and there, but you don't see much other wildlife or people at this point. And make camp. Kendra, allow me. Sid cast Mage Hand and has the Mage Hand set up the tent for the two of us. Oh, show off. It's so nice of you, Sidriel. I always have trouble with these things. I've learned a thing or two in my travels. Nice. Ozil will uh, start a fire. And I know there's no trees... But here is generic campsite map number one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's pretty good, dude. Look at them buggies. That's nice. You guys get set up, and uh, what's it look like? Uh, you build a fire? Yep. Any interactions? Totally. Ozil will start a fire, gather some... Well, I guess there's not much wood around. Is there wood? There's not a lot of trees or anything. Shrubs? Yeah. We'll say you can build a fire. Yeah, okay, I'll scrounge some shit up. If we are going on a journey, I probably would have prepared Spark. I'm sure some of you have, like, a flint and steel, too. I have a flint and steel. I was mostly thinking about finding wood or something to burn, or maybe there's an old broken-down wagon I can pull some boards off, or... Yeah, give me a survival check. Okay, survival. Coming at ya. Not too bad. 16? Yeah, okay, yeah, you're able to find some kindling and, and some stuff to burn. For fire. Fuck yeah. Uh, Daisy catches a rabbit. Just declaring that. <laughs> okay. I think Daisy needs to roll survival. God damn it. Well, she does have scent, though. That's true. Now, you can roll survival to gather food and stuff, or you can eat one of your rations. Let's see which one of us has better survival. Oh, Flora does. I'm not sure what a trail ration necessarily is, but um, I'll eat one of those. It's probably not great. Beef jerky and nuts? Yeah. Something that is uh, long-lasting. You know? Yeah, somewhat non-perishable. I'm into that. Yeah, beef jerky and nuts sounds good, but he'll, he'll take off his boots and warm his feet by the fire. Uh, 13 to catch a rabbit. All right. Or maybe, like, sling staff it with a rock, not one of my bullets. Right, you uh, gather a rabbit. Uh, you you do find a rabbit, and it's enough to feed two people. Uh oh. <laughs> That's uh, she feeds herself and Daisy. Sorry, guys. Or Would enough you like to me? complement like... everyone's trail rations. Oh sure, she cooks it. She's got it like sticked over the fire, and she's spinning it, and she sees you all looking at it, and she's like, "You guys want some?" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. During that time, Stormac is out knee-deep in the lake with a spear, and he's just the most patient, just just standing there still for, you know, 
30 minutes and and uh, roll survival. Do a little spear fishing. All right. I know exactly what happens if you fail it. That's a 15. All right. Stormac, you're patient, and you throw that spear down. You catch three fish. Damn! All right, I come back all triumphant and uh, share with everyone. Sid's going to give it a little go with his bow. He's been in the woods before. Bow fishing? Bow fishing. Uh, not fishing. Hunting. Okay. What's out here? I, I just kind of assumed it was rabbits, but what else is out here? I think rabbit is probably the most likely thing. Maybe like a gopher. I, I was thinking deer. Mm. In the plains? That would be a big... Gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is some large grazing animal in the grassy plains. There, like that water buffalo? Like a mouse-sized deer. Gazelle, antelope... Uh, elk, deer. Anyways, that's what Sid's trying to oh, do. That's 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 good to know, game master. <laughs> <laughs> you can say what you can call whatever animal you want. I'm gonna roll my die. I'm gonna miss it anyway, so don't you worry. Ready for that that one? Bob. Let's see it. Oof. You got a bonus? Uh, I do. That is a total of twelve. All right, you're able to get two people's worth of animal. Nondescript <laughs> small animal. <laughs> you bring them back, we're like, what? What the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? Mind your business. <laughs> Some weird nondescript small animal. <laughs> you killed somebody's sheep. <laughs> Precipitation. Now it tastes like deer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Man, that is really good. I appreciate that. Would anybody like some nuts? Uh, so, I mean, that's seven portions of food you've all managed to gather. Fantastic. Which, well, one, that's, two, three, yeah, four, five, six, seven. That's enough for everybody and the dogs. Fantastic. That's what we do then. You can all save your rations. Uh, you know, that probably takes an hour or two and it's starting to get dark. Kendra pulls out what appears to be a collapsible bathtub. No. What, <laughs> what? are you doing? <laughs> it, it, it's like a thick cloth uh, bathtub that folds out, and uh, she's got like a barrel of water that she she puts in there and like pulls a curtain around it, and she's like, "I'll, I'll just be a moment." That. Oh my god. Is awesome. I'm just gonna have to say, wish I would have had one of those at Burning Man. Flora, like, mutters to whoever's next to her, did they sell those at the general store? <laughs> what is that, Flora? I don't know, but I want one. Well, I, I, what is she doing? She's bathing. <laughs> Stormax never taken a bath. Are you not covered in dust? He was just was in the lake. Just in the lake, like oh, Ozil said. Come on. See these fish you've been eating? So you're clean from the waist down, but your face... The collapsible bathtub... Uh, after ten minutes of assembly, this collection of wooden slats provides support for a cylindrical watertight canvas cloth. It can hold enough water to allow one medium creature to bathe in comfort without any of the risks that might come from entering lakes, rivers, or other bodies of water. Ugh. Clever. And yeah, she takes a bath in the privacy of this curtain that she sets up, and then uh, we'll join you guys by the fire. Flora spends almost the entire time that she's gone grinning. At Sidriel. Just to make him uncomfortable. 
<laughs> She'll ask you, Flora. She's like, Flora, do you really think what those men said about the beast of Leopardstad is true? I, I never believed it to be a real thing. Oh, it's not real. It's just a myth. They've caught some sort of bandit, and they're blaming it all on him. Yeah, you're probably right. I have heard some ghastly tales that I always assumed were scary stories to tell around the campfire. Yeah, it's just something that parents tell their kids to keep them from sneaking out at night. Please, Kendra, please enlighten us. Uh, we do have a campfire, and it would... Uh, what What is these scary stories that you have heard? Oh, I don't know if I remember anything specific, but you would always hear people blaming their problems on this beast. Loss of livestock, like, oh, the beast must have done it. When really it was negligence or something. When people couldn't find the culprit of uh, their robberies or missing persons, they'd, oh, it must have been the beast. Oh, don't stay out too late, the beast will get you. I've always thought it was silly, actually. Half inclined to agree with you, Kendra. It just sounds just like myths and tales. We shall see when we get there. Anything else uh, you guys talk about around the campfire? Well, I do think that since we were out in the country, we might want to sleep in shifts or stand guard or or something. You can never be too careful. These Ustalavik hills are quite dangerous. I wouldn't mind taking the first shift if that is in order. Sidriola, weren't you mentioning something about uh, some arcane art to keep us safe during the night? Um, yeah, I mean, sleeping in shifts is probably a good idea. Uh, we did find this, and he starts rummaging through the uh, handy haversack and pulls out a little rock. A rock. Yeah. What, uh... You don't feel safer already? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna throw it at somebody, or...? And he's like, oh, yeah, this this is it. This, this will keep us, well, somewhat safe, I suppose. Flora looks back and forth at the other guys and is like, has he... Has he fucking lost it? <laughs> oh, he's like looking at the tents and looking at the wagons contemplatively. Sidriel, tell us of this stone. He's like, kind of like gives the other guys a look like, you know, this is gonna, this is gonna work out. Like, this is a thing. Uh, but he doesn't know <laughs> shit either. This is, this is a thing. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I, I guess you guys... Don't know much about anything, do you? Um, so, what? this rock is called a stone of alarm, and we can set it onto an object, and if anybody doesn't know the secret word, and they try to touch it, it emits a very, very loud alarm, likely rousing all of us. So, I thought maybe with, you know, with the wagon? Oh. That's not a half bad idea, Sidriel. Uh, we could uh, maybe tie a rope to it, and in case it moves, um, th- would would that work? If we uh, ran a rope around where we were at, and uh, if anybody tripped over the rope, it would move the rock and cause an alarm. Am I under something there? I suppose if we had enough rope, and we affixed the stone to the rope, if anyone touched the rope, it would go off. Uh... But it's assuming they don't just step over the rope. It's mm. a good point. I, I like the idea of keeping watch. That that sounds like the way to go. That is that is what adventuring parties do. 
we, we have shifts and we keep watch. That's that's what the stories tell me. <laughs> I read that somewhere. We could do both. This definitely not the worst idea to do both. Keep all one's eggs in several baskets. <laughs> uh, Stormak uh, makes sure that we detach the horses from the wagons. Make sure that you know the horses are tied up. Right on. You do that. I wouldn't mind uh, taking the first shift. Would I be needed to take a shift? Uh, how does this work? I don't understand. Oh, of, co- of course not, Kendra. Of course not. Uh, you've been so gracious to uh, bless us on this quest. We can handle it from here. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm quite tuckered out. Yeah, after that long bath, I bet you are. <laughs> Must be nice. It was. <laughs> it was, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, that was not in character. Yeah, sorry. It was me talking shit. Ozil, she's not an adventurer like we are. I, I can see. Um, uh, Says quietly so that Kendra can't hear it. <laughs> it's fair. Well, it's all the same to everybody else. I'll just take the last shift or the, you know, that, that morning shift and I'll just get my spells ready while I'm looking at things. Okay, Ozil, wake wake me up when you need to. Alright, so what do the shifts look like? Did you just say you were going to do the first one, Ozil? Ozil, Stormak, Flora, and Sidriel last. Sure. So, yeah, 4-3 hour shifts. Yep. Alright. Yes, well, I trust... You will keep us safe. Um, there hasn't been much for people or danger so far on the road, luckily. It's always best to be safe, Kendra, and I would I would hate for us to, uh, at least on our first day, have disaster, because it seems that we've shaken off the cobwebs of our adventuring, and we've got finally gotten out of that terrible place. It's best that we continue that way. Rightly so. Which of the two wagons has, like, most of our valuables in it. I guess it doesn't really matter. That one. Which, which, yeah, which, whichever of the two wagons has most of our values in it. Um, Sid's going to get ready to go attach the stone of alarm to it. And just kind of say, to the, like, as he's going, turn back to the group and say, uh, the safe word is fist whistle. Oh. And I'll stick it to the to the wagon. Man. Oh, how lovely. A small tear falls from Ozil's eye, turns into a diamond, and blows away in the wind. <laughs> well, you could have used that as a spell component. Oh man, that's expensive. You can just generate those. What half orc tears? We gotta make Ozil cry more often. Pretty sure we just stop adventuring and we just go into the market of torturing Ozil. <laughs> yeah. Once, once per day. <laughs> once per day does that happen? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> you cry every day. That's sad, man. <laughs> well, good night. <laughs> well, good night. Flora's already in her tent. I think he's got some real insecurity issues. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, yep, Kendra goes to bed in her tent. So who has a tent? I have a tent. I brought a medium tent sized for two. <laughs> yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. It gets cold out in the woods. Yeah, it's best to snuggle. You need that body warmth. Not if you bring a couple of big old dogs with you. You're not going to snuggle with those dogs? Oh, I'm snuggling with those dogs. Exactly. Could one of them stay outside with me? You know, 
Or is it just gonna be me? Oh, I guess you can have Old River. As Stormak is going to his tent, Old River starts following him. Uh, you can totally try, try and get him to stay. Stormak does have a tent there. Stormak has pitched a tent, everyone. But he's gonna sleep eh. outside. Oh, boner joke. <laughs> so, um... Oh, Old River. Yes, lay down here. Lay down here, boy. Good, good dog. Yeah, you don't get all the dogs, Meg. I wasn't... I wasn't trying to take him. <laughs> <laughs> Kendra heads off to her tent. Old River is still awake, although laying next to Stormak. Stormak will uh, take a length of rope and leash up Old River and just kind of, like, lay on the rope uh, a little bit. Old River's got ten feet of movement, um, but uh, I don't know. We're out in the middle of nowhere. I'm just worried about that dog. Not an animal companion, you know? Cool, cool, cool. You do that. I think that Ozil would search around for a uh, a piece of wood at at some level if there was a small stick and he would sit next to the fire and whittle. Cool. Is that a combat whittle? <laughs> a c- combat whittling? No, this is just regular whittling. Ozil begins out of combat whittling. Yep. And um it's quiet. There's a cool breeze on the air. The sky is clear. There's lots of stars out. Do I recognize any constellations? Hmm. Would that be like maybe a survival? Hmm. Um, no, that's a five. Five on the die, plus two, survival, seven. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe it's been a while. Or maybe it's just the wrong time of month. You don't point out any that you recognize. Mm, That's not good. (laughs) But as you stare up into the sky, trying to find some familiar patterns, your shift goes by uneventfully. Okay. I will wake up Stormak, lay my bedroll down close to the fire, but not too close, and go to sleep. (laughs) Who just drew a heart? Around Kendra and Sidriel. <laughs> no. That's cute. Is Sidriel in the tent with Kendra? He's just laying in front of her tent <laughs> like a puppy. So Ozil wakes up Stormak and goes to get his rest. Yes, sir. Old River will stay by your side. Stormak through your shift. At one point, his head pops up and he like moves to the edge of the, the leash as far as it'll go, and, like, he saw something off in the darkness. I'll give him plenty of length on that. Uh, at best, he's got low-light vision. I've got dark vision, so I, I just I let him mm-hmm. sniff around. He goes to the end of the length of rope, sniffs around for a minute, and then comes back, sits next to you. Doesn't look like he found anything. Alright, attend the fire. Keep watch. Your shift also goes by uneventful. Why do I have a feeling I'm being set up? Well, it always it always <laughs> happens in the third shift. You should have known mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's Adventurers 101. <laughs> it's a classic trope. 
I think Johnny just likes to pick on me. Well, now you're going to have the two dogs running around, and they're going to be playing. It's going to be great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. I don't trust it. Stormak uh, finishes his shift, wakes up Flora. Yes. They approach the, the tent. Flora comes out, stumbles over Ozel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And goes to sit and be awake, but only kind of. Ozil doesn't get his rest now. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> You're essentially making it a story exhausted. It's not, it's cool. All I gotta do is drive that cart yeah. tomorrow. We'll be fine. We'll <laughs> be fine. You just get a black eye from when she kicked you. No. <laughs> Maybe you're a really heavy sleeper. Roll D3 damage. <laughs> D3 damage. Yeah, can... It's a big ass halfling foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's her biggest part. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> okay. Back to the story. Old River will come and kind of nuzzle up to Daisy next to the fire. About an hour and a half into your shift, Flora. God damn it! Roll, roll a perception check. I fucking knew it. I knew it. Damn. Okay. Uh, 19. Do you want one for Daisy? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Daisy got a 24. You hear seemingly far off in the distance a howl, like a wolf's howl. Daisy and Old River perk up, stand up and like move five feet to look around. But after a minute, they come back and, and sit next to the fire. Yeah, so she's kind of alerted, but um, she knows that they have better senses than she does, so she's a little bit more calmed by the fact that they're okay with it. And the rest of your shift goes by uneventful. Who was going to go after me? Sid? <laughs> yep. <laughs> She'll go... Uh, up to the tent and hesitate and be like, do I just go in? Well, there's a sign on the front that says, if this tent's a rocking, please check the structural integrity and foundation. <laughs> please come a knocking. Something's probably wrong. <laughs> we keep it pretty chill in here. You got a sock hanging on the door? <laughs> and while she's standing there hesitating, Daisy just barges into the tent. Oh, 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 Daisy, I thought... You scared me. She starts licking the closest face. <laughs> yes, babe. yes. Come, come now. Go, go, go to bed, dear. <laughs> I, was, I was already in bed. <laughs> oh. I was talking to da- oh, You. <laughs> oh. What are you on? Oh, okay. I'm up. I'm up. I'll slowly drag myself out of the tent. And as she's walking back to her tent, Flora will be like, there was some wolves or something, but they sounded really far away. But just so you know, good night. Oh, thanks. And she walks into her tent. <laughs> Sid is going to go post up by the, uh, whichever of these two wagons I put the stone on. Okay. He's going to post up next to it and just start preparing his spells for the day. He'll do that for the first hour. Yeah, because your shift will probably be ending like as the sun comes up, I'm assuming. Is that the idea? Yeah, I'm assuming like it's like the sun hasn't crested the horizon yet, but it's probably you know starting to get lighter out. 
Yeah. And with that Elwood low light vision, he's just having a good old time, enjoying the peace and quiet. And it is quiet. You uh, spend your time preparing your spells. Old River has gone to sleep next to Stormac. If I make it through that first hour unperturbed, I am then going to break out a uh, map maker's kit and kind of start just charting the road that we went on, marking points of interest that we saw, and making little scribbles on the sides about the cool animals that I saw on the way, or a particularly neat tree. Nice. And yeah, three hours go by and nothing comes around and disturbs the campsite. But as the sun is coming up, you hear a blood-curdling shriek what? from Kendra's tent. What? <laughs> ah! Okay, well, I'm gonna run over there. All right. Yeah, we're all gonna wake up, right? I, I didn't see anything happen, though, right? I just, it was all quiet, and then I just hear a scream. You didn't see anything happen. All right. You, you can't turn the you can't turn the heart into a giant dick just because there's a blood curdling scream. Come on, that was Meg, wasn't it? Well, I swear to God, it was not. Come me. on, Someone's guys. Color. I hate you guys. I was so in the moment, <laughs> and then it just started turning into a giant throbbing, magnificent motherfucker. This is why we can't have nice things. Uh, come on, guys. No, hold on. We were in the middle of something. Oh. Oh boy. That's a big veiny triumphant bastard. Oh my god. Come on. So, Sidril, you guys probably are woken up. Yes. Flora comes tumbling out of her tent. What? What? What the fuck? What, what's happening? Sidril, you rush over there into the tent. Yeah, you rush in, check on her. You see her, and she's standing up, up against the back edge of the tent. Oh god. And she's like, Sidril! Sidril! What is it? And she's pointing. You look in the corner of the tent, and there is a very sick mouse. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. How sick. Oh. He's coughing. It looks like he has MRSA. It's the MRSA oh. mouse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, Kendra, I believe that is a mouse. It's, it's so dark. I, I just... It was moving. I d I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Well, it, that's okay. Here, let's let's do that. And he'll kind of, like, position himself between Kendra and the mouse. And just like, okay, you go around that way. <laughs> it looks gross. It, that's because it is gross. <laughs> but uh, why, don't, why don't you go ahead out to, the, out to the camp and maybe someone will be making breakfast. Oh. <sighs> Okay, I, oh, I hope I didn't wake them. You did, but that's okay. <laughs> Father Ozil comes running over with his falchion in his pajamas. What, what, Sidril, what, what is the issue? Yeah, same. Flora's in her pajamas with her dagger. Oh, um, it's okay. Ozil, I think your mouse is in here. Uh, I, oh, do I recognize this mouse, John? <laughs> you do. You look somewhat familiar. <laughs> I recognize him. He's the same one that I, uh... That I saved? Twice. Multiple times. Or like three times. <laughs> Roll sense motive. Is this the same mouse or another mouse trying to deceive you? <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, Mr. Squiggles. Mr. Squiggles? Mr. Squiggles, how did you get here? 
Uh, oh, come come with me. He'll reach his hand out. He recognizes you. He likes you. Does he... He sits in my hand? Yeah. Oh, my God. I will, uh, what squeaky. is even happening right now? I will gently <laughs> stroke his head, and then I will uh, bust out a uh, small vial of... Um, what is that stuff we have? The... Um, it's not remove disease, but it's like... You know that this is a test, right? You know you know that John's testing us to see if we'll waste our supplies on a stupid mouse. That mouse is my friend, Stormac. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy. That was incredibly rude. This is a this is a test to see if we have empathy. That is the true test. Alright. Well, Stormac has more empathy than I have. So the the heart that someone drew around Sid and Kendra became a dick, and now it's a cute mousy face. Yeah. Does, has anybody been taking screenshots? Because these are great. Uh, you can post these all day to the socials. Because when this episode comes out, they're, they're going to want to see the cute mousy and the giant dick. One of the most <laughs> terrible things I've ever drawn in my life. It's great. Oh, it is you. What? It, who put a dick on the mouse? You guys are the worst. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cute, honestly. Okay, time to get to work. Stormac wakes up, starts feeding the horses. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Kendrick goes back in and gets dressed after the mouse is gone. And do you guys uh, eat uh, like some rations? Would a trail ration be like per day, or would it be one meal? One unit of trail rations, I believe, is a full day's for one person. So there's like a little bit of breakfast, a little bit of lunch, a little bit of dinner, or you just eat it all at one time or whatever. It's all good. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, trail mix, hardtack, jerky, just you're kind of snacking on it throughout the day. Lemba spread. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you guys hunted and fished for dinner. And you have a little bit extra of that left over if you want to eat breakfast, but... Yeah, I feel like we'd eat the leftovers. We do. Yep. And then we pack up our tents and attach the horses to the wagons. Attach the horses and get the fuck out of H. <laughs> Did you just censor here but say fuck? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go back to Handy Dandy Travel Map. Oh, that is friggin' adorable. That is so cool. What's adorable? Oh, oh, our little caravan. Look at the teeny little wagons. Yeah, that's really cute. Oh, man, somebody screenshot that, too. That's beautiful. That's cute. Yeah, it looks like you're about eight miles, eight-ish, eight or nine miles from the inn. Flora, you probably stopped by there before. Yeah, probably did. Uh, you've probably stopped at most of these places that you'll be passing through. Yeah. I probably know something about everywhere. Tell us all about it, Flora. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Johnny? You remember this as the Weak Hog Inn. The Weak Hog? W-E-A-K? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bad name for an inn, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you remember there was a slightly older married couple that ran it? There was like a, a small crowd there when you, when you stayed there last. Was it the only one I saw, or did I bother to examine any other options? Um, it's just like a lone inn. 
Oh, okay. In between Lake Lias here and Maiden Snarl Forest, the next place of civilization would be Clover's Crossing, which was a very small village. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the weak hog is run by this sweet old couple that'll take us in and feed us food. And there seem to be a weird amount of people there for how little we've passed on the road. What were the names? The old couple? Oh, let me think. Hmm. Go on. Johnny. <laughs> no, no, no. I. That's on you. You gotta. You gotta make the evil sometimes. Oh, really? You want. You want yeah, me to yes and that shit. You want me to make this up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I asked you. Yeah, go for it. Her name was Gertrude, and his name was Parasaurolophus. <laughs> nice, Perry. Perry. <laughs> Could you uh, spell that? Uh, Would you mind using it in a sentence? What is the Greek on. prefix? Hold on. Yeah, I'll use it in a <laughs> sentence for you. One second. Yeah, Parasaurolophus, meaning near-crested lizard. It's a genus of dinosaur that lived in what is now North America and possibly Asia during the late Cretaceous period. <laughs> I have so many questions. She's speaking in tongues. <laughs> um, one, what is North America? <laughs> Two, what is Greek? Three, <laughs> I guess I do know what a dinosaur is. <laughs> Dinosaurs exist. It's canon now. His parents must have really liked them. You guys hit the road throughout the day. You don't really run into much traffic. You see some, like, random small animals, some rabbits and birds and stuff, but no people on the road. No people. Going either direction. Nope. Perfect. Flora's still trying to get the other one to race. Flora, do you think maybe I could drive the wagon today? <coughs> Over your dead body! We're, I'm in the same wagon oh with God. you. Why are you yelling at me like that? <laughs> She's really excited. <laughs> Ozil is still struggling, but he's better than he was at driving this, un unless um, anybody else wanted to take over. Nah. I assume Sidriel's still reading books and Kendra is something? Yeah, I'm probably trying to... I don't know, can I, can I get a scroll out while we're traveling? Like, scribe one? Yeah, it's eight hours. Oh yeah, what's how long does it take? Like, a couple hours? Uh, I think it depends on the level of the spell. Bear with me one second. Well, you're probably ha traveling half of... It's probably like four hours. Um, if you do 16 miles in a day, and this is about eight-ish miles. Okay. You certainly couldn't do it in Flora's cart, because it would be way too bumpy. Is that what we're calling this cart now? Flora's cart. <laughs> okay. That's cool. <laughs> the party cart! <laughs> Woohoo! Party cart. In about four hours, you come to a inn, all in its lonesome, on the side of the road. Uh, you see the in the distance the edge of the maiden snarl woods. I bet it would be faster to go through those woods. Flora, I, I, I bet that would be an extremely bad idea. I don't know that getting a wagon through a Perhaps. forest will be very quick. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of roads in there, I'd imagine. <laughs> Flora, what passage did you take when you came? This is where this is the route that you took. Uh, tell us of your travels. <laughs> I 
was lost in there for 34 years. She didn't even know that Professor Lorimer died until she got there. She just showed up randomly and was like, Oh, oh, my friend has passed away. How convenient. Wait, aren't you like 28? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's born in those woods. But, yeah, you get to uh, the weak hog inn. Flora, why don't you uh, go introduce us to uh, your new friends and uh, keep a look after the wagons. Stormak, would you mind helping me with the horses? Of course. Yep, so you tie the horses up outside. There's like a little post for it and uh, like a trough. Gertrude! Gertrude! Yeah, so Flora goes in. She walks up to the bar climbs up onto a bar stool and waits to be noticed. You see Gertrude come out from the back. Uh, as you come in, there are four kind of like disheveled looking grumpy dudes off at a table in the corner. One of them is like playing a lute quietly and they're playing cards and drinking. And Gertrude is like, oh, yes, welcome. Uh, Flora, is that right? Yes! Wow! It's been like over a month. I'm very surprised you remember that. That's good That's good customer service right there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> How's Perry? Ozil will head in. What does he see? Besides, besides the four grumpy dudes. What does this place look like? <laughs> You come in, it's a pretty open space. There's like six or seven tables, round tables, a uh, large bar. There's some. There's a piano in the corner and some stairs heading up. The place is like pretty empty and quiet other than those four dudes in the corner. When you come in, Ozol, the, the music that they're playing on the lute there kind of stops and they all look at you. Rude. Uh, Ozil will quickly put Mr. Squiggles in his pocket. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, after a second, they go back to what they're doing, playing cards and mumbling to each other. One of them starts playing loot again. Because the mouse was obviously the problem there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, Ozil will uh, give a wave with his sickly rat. <laughs> not, I mean, not with the sickly rat. Sickly rat's in the pocket. He'll, he'll, he'll just, uh, he'll give a wave and proceed to the bar. I said that wrong. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she's like, well, Perry, um, I actually haven't seen him in a, in a few days. Uh, we haven't got our shipment in from the north uh, in a way too long. Uh, we're running out of supplies here. And he went up to Clover's Crossing to check it out, see if they'd heard anything. And that was almost a week ago now. I'm actually starting to worry, but I can't really leave this place unattended. We do still have ale, though. Can I get you guys something to drink? Are you looking for a room tonight? Uh, what time of day is it? When did we get here? It's probably like uh, 12.30. So she'll turn to her friends and be like, are we... are we gonna stop here? What's our... This is Kendra. This is Ozol. You know Daisy... 
That's Sidriel back there, hanging back. He's not super friendly. And over there is Stormak. I'm not really sure what he's doing. Stormak's walking in the door. Uh, he, he walks by a table, and if there's, like, empty beer glasses or steins or what tankards or whatever they, they have, he'll, like, clean up as he's walking by. <laughs> and he'll, he'll come yeah. to the bar with, like, a oh handful of glasses and, like, set them down <laughs> on the bar. And he'll be like, Hello! <laughs> we'll say there's a single mug, but a lot of the tables can look like it's been used uh, in a while. It's like, oh, th- thank you for that. Well, it seems, uh, Kendra, this uh, looks like a place that uh, would be suitable uh, for a little economic influx. Uh, maybe you would like a room. Uh, I might stay with the wagons uh, tonight, but... Um, there, is there anything to see around here? Uh, uh, pardon, I forget your name. Barkeep? Wench? Gertrude. Whatever you prefer. Uh, Gertrude. Wench? Jesus Christ. That's um, incredibly rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, I'm from... Excuse me, I'm from Last Wall, so... Uh, oh. There are, there are only wenches uh, down there. Oh. <laughs> I, I deeply apologize. Can I get you anything to drink, guys? Sid looks up from behind the, the map he's been, like, drawn in and looking at, and... Sorry, how long ago did you say he left? Uh, it's, uh, going on a week now. He should have been back. That's extremely unfortunate, Gutrude. Um, we are headed that way. Maybe we can uh, look at it for you on our way. Maybe find some answers. At least keep an eye out. What what does your husband look like? I assume not a giant herbivore dinosaur. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's bipedal. He's got like a long <laughs> crest on the back of his head. Oh god. Nine foot tail. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll be definitely drinking, um, Gertrude. Yes, please serve us up. This is going to be a long day. We, b- we better start drinking now. <laughs> I'll have a tea. All right, five copper for some mead. Or, uh... Do you have any... Four for... Do you have any thematic mm-hmm. drinks? Um, <laughs> do you have anything thematic? <laughs> we are from Ravengrove, and they had, like, cool kind of ghost drinks and things like that. <laughs> do you have anything like that? I'm not from Ravengrove. Well, we're all coming from Ravengrove, Flora. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of weird over there. Is that why there's no one going that way? So no thematic drinks. <laughs> thematic drinks. Um, <laughs> I got this. I call it uh, Rumboozle. I make it myself. Ooh, that was good last time. I'll have Rumboozle. one of those. Okay. <laughs> it's a silver piece. I'll take it. Slaps That's on an extraordinary uh, increase in price. <laughs> Might as well make it a double. Yeah, it's very strong. Flora doesn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, two coppers for a cup of tea. Done. How about you, uh, Last Wall? Me? That's a pretty cool name, Ozel. We should start calling you that. That's <laughs> a pretty cool name, Last Wall. Um, yes, <laughs> I will have one of them, um, uh, what did you call that? The thing was great. Rumboozle. Yeah, yes. Yes, uh, I would I would also enjoy a rumboozle, um, a tall rumboozle, if you have one. All right. Like a double? Uh, I, two silver. 
I will. Damn. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, Damn. I got it. I got us guys. He'll just throw a gold out. That should easily take care of that. Oh. Right on. Cool. I'll take my silver back. And then, then when he throws it out, <laughs> he kind of like gestures towards the uh, table of guys who looked at him weird, and he, he'll just ask, uh, "What's the uh, what's the deal with them? Am I am I in for any trouble? I'm, I am an old man. I uh, I can't <laughs> afford to be taken by surprise. I'm." I don't know them well. They, they seem kind of rough around the edges. Uh, there's a lot of, we'll just say, assholes in these parts. Uh, I'd be careful if I were you. When did they get here? I, I appreciate that. Uh, do you mind if I ro- ro- uh, roll sense motive on that real quick? Sure. Really, I I'm I'm I want to check if she knows them or not. Okay. Oh, that's not too bad. That's a uh, that's a twelve. You get the idea that she's being honest with you. She, when she says she doesn't really know them. And Stormak, you asked when they got here. She said, uh, th- yeah, they came in late last night. Um, they got a room each, and uh, they've just been drinking. I kind of expected them to leave this morning, but they're still here drinking. I could use the business. We've been absolutely dead. I, uh, I really appreciate uh, that information, and he'll toss her another gold piece. Yikes, dude, do you know? How valuable that is? Wow. If we can be discreet. Well, thank, thank you. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, this rum boozle could use a little more boozle. Oh, I, th- I think it's got plenty of boozle. He's throwing gold pieces around like crazy. He's probably a little intoxicated. By the gold pieces? Uh, no, by the rum boozle. Drunk with gold? <laughs> you think you're going to be getting a room, or you just stopping in on your way through? Uh, how far is it to the next spot? Do we know that? We have, we have a map. About 30 miles. It's about two days travel. Okay. Well, yes, we, we, we will be staying the night, I believe. Excellent. I've been having a hell of a time filling these rooms lately. Uh, usually we're pretty busy around this time. We get a lot of traffic from the crossing, but it's been real quiet. Which crossing are you uh, referring to? Uh, the town just slightly up the road. Yeah, I mean, I'd hardly call it a town, but yeah, Clover's Crossing. That's nice. Uh, I appreciate uh, giving a little bit of uh, money to local business. Um, is there anything uh, to see locally that we should look at while we wait for the next couple hours? Um, it's not much around, uh... It's just uh, the road and the woods, but I, I wouldn't suggest going in there. Why? And and why would that be? All manner of nasty critters in there. You know, generally, people uh, don't even like to get close. Fair enough. Well, you see, Lady Gertrude, we are adventurers. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> what? Sormac looks at the rest of the group like with high eyebrows, nodding his head, looking for confirmation. I'm I'm giving you the like cut his mic gesture across the throat. <laughs> Stormac looks a little embarrassed now, a little, a little bashful. He drinks his rum boozle. She'll uh, serve you all the drinks you want if you guys want to keep drinking. Um, how do you spend the rest of the day if you're gonna get rooms here? 
I'll stop at one rumboozle. Yes, I will also stop at one rumboozle, and I will uh, step outside, secure the wagons, and is there any, like, fire pit or stables or anything that they have there? It looks like there's two buildings. Yeah, we'll say there's a stable. Put the horses in. Cool, and, and, and he will uh, build a small campfire out there and continue to whittle. But he wants to keep track of, like, he wants to sleep next to the fucking stables and the wagons. Yes, Stormack will join you out there. I'll spend the night by the wagons as well. Yeah, well, there's daylight. Uh, Sid would mind foraging for some local flora. What? Not that flora. Hey, <laughs> got it. I gotta level up my herbalism. Right on. And uh, yeah, those guys just keep drinking and drinking over there, playing music, playing cards. They're just being rowdy, off on their own. So you're gonna get two rooms. Well, it sounds like it's just me and Sid and Kendra that want to sleep in actual beds. Yeah, Kendra's probably gonna get a room. How much own. is a room? One gold, she'll tell you. Yeah, I'll take a room. So I don't know. I don't know what the plan is for the two of you guys. And by that, I mean Citriel and Kendra. Two beds, two of us. That seems to add up. Kendra is going to spring and get the king-size room. Oh my with, god, of course with she With just is. one one bed? Oh. The honeymoon suite? Presidential? Empress? <laughs> Stop me when I'm close. Honeymoon suite? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, if she'll have me. Are you going to ask her? No. Oh. I think she's kind of wants to starfish out after sleeping in a tent. She's not used to the roughing it. Starfish? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um... You know, like, spread out on the bed? Especially if he seems unwelcome. Flora will be like, there's a bed in my room. You can sleep with us. Yeah, I don't think it would have even occurred to Sid. He would just assume he's going to be able to sleep somewhere. And then when it actually comes time where I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll retire. And Sid doesn't get the invite. Uh, oh, I guess I have to find somewhere to sleep now. <laughs> you guys get a room. You can hear the dudes drinking throughout the night. Eventually, pretty late, they'll go to bed, though. It'll quiet down. You guys sleep out in the stables next to the wagons? Yeah, I have a bedroll yep. and a blanket. Super stoked to be out there. Right on. So you guys set up, sleep next to the wagons, and uh, Stormac and Ozel, give me a perception check. That will be a 15 on the die for a 25. Mine's way lower than that. Mine's an 11. Okay. The middle of the night, you hear a piercing screech that could be heard up to a quarter mile assuming no intervening barriers. Honk! 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 That's your car alarm going off. I mean, I'm right next to it. I'm sure I hear that (laughs) immediately, correct? (laughs) You're deafened now. No. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah, you'd hear it. And you wake up and... You hear some stumbling around. Who's there? Stormax stands up. Oh, shit. You just hear running footsteps out of the stable. I run after the 
sound of footsteps. You run after them outside of the stable. You see there's two of those drunk guys, and they're holding your chest. One of them trips. The one holding the chest, like, trips and falls over, drops the chest. He's face down in the mud. It's like, shit, shit, and the other one, like, keeps running. Uh, but the one that had the chest rolls over on his back. It's like, I, I, did, I, did, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I come over and I safeguard the chest. Ozil steps out of the stable with his crossbow loaded. Can he see them from there? Within 60 feet? Uh, yeah. He lets one fly. <laughs> oh, you gonna sh- You gonna shoot him? Oh, yeah. 17. Uh, that'll hit. All right. What is that? 1d10? Oh, my God. Uh, that's five damage. Are you trying to kill this guy? No. I don't know. Five damage. Yeah, you pierce him right in the shoulder with bullets. Like, ah, God damn. Fuck. Ah, okay. I'm sorry. Ah, it was just... I was... It was... She was desperate. Uh, she didn't mean nothing by it. Ah! Whoa! Cease fire there, last <laughs> wall. Look, just don't kill me. I right, just, uh, just, just, oh god, don't kill me. Stormak puts a foot up on top of the chest and stands there like a uh, Captain Morgan, and he says, uh, "You need to change your ways, or you shall find a worse fate than this." <laughs> and he looks at Father Ozel like. Right, you know, and he tells he tells that guy that he's face down in the mud. Go on, get out of here, before before he shoots you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll change my ways, sure thing. And he like stumbles to his feet. He's holding his shoulder, and he runs off. Uh, uh, well, we could have healed him. Your chest is on the ground. <laughs> we could have healed him from the from the. <laughs> we, we shot at him. Um, it's more of it's more of a warning shot, Stormak. I knew he wasn't gonna go down, but sometimes you gotta teach somebody a lesson. Sometimes pain is the only lesson. You could have rolled a crit. You never know. You could have killed that man. Here, nice. help me with this chest. <laughs> I'm an expert shot. I haven't done it in a long time, but uh, it's like riding a bicycle. Do they have bicycles? <laughs> it's like riding a horse. You never it's forget. It's early, Ozil. <laughs> we gotta get you your coffee and your medicine. But here, first help me with this chest. <laughs> your coffee and your medicine. <laughs> come, come now, Father Ozil. Put that crossbow away. You should probably not be letting um, Father Ozil sleep with a crossbow, load a crossbow yeah. next to him. But, uh, you know. <laughs> hey. Whatever. Um, well, we load the chest back into the thing, leave a uh, small apology card, a free channel, if you ever run into Ozil again, for that bolt <laughs> in your shoulder. Hopefully you don't die. <laughs> Love, Ozil. I owe you one heal. <laughs> exactly. The car alarm keeps going off for one hour. No. Uh, we, we, uh, attempt we just sit there. Turn it off. We utter very quietly, fist whistle. Well, you just take that, you put that in a box, and you take that box, and you put it in another box. And you mail that box yourself, and you smash it with a hammer. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, we we put a bucket (laughs) in it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you're still able to get rest. uh, And, um, you know, maybe you check your stuff, 
probably at least, and everything's there. Reload my crossbow. Morning comes by. Everything's still there, except for those guys. They're not there. Gertrude's probably like when she sees something like, yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> Last night, what happened? Look, um, if you do see Perry on your way up the road or at Clover Crossing, um, I don't know, I wouldn't ask you to come all the way back here, but uh, I don't know. Maybe just keep an eye out for him. Big, strong adventurers like you, maybe if he caught some trouble, maybe you could help him out. I don't know. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but... We'll look for him, Gertrude. Thank you. And yeah, you guys hit the road again, I imagine? Yes. Yep. Sell up the horses and do it up. Yeah. Alright, as you travel, you're gonna are you gonna do a full day's travel? Do like 16 miles? And go halfway to Clover's Crossing? That makes sense yep. to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes the most amount of sense. Right on. So you do, and as you do, you're, then you're leaving Lake Lias behind you and starting to travel alongside the Maiden Snarl Forest. And there are more and more kind of like trees bursting out from the edge of the woods towards the road. Wicked, gnarled-looking trees uh, in there. You definitely would not have been able to get a wagon through there. Yeah. If it's uneventful, I hope it's uneventful. Uh, yeah, the travel of the day is uneventful. Uh, again, you don't see anyone on the road. It's foggy. Foggy, uh... Foggy and chilly throughout most of the day in the fog. No, you're good. Hmm? I was I was gonna ask if it was foggy and chilly or foggy and warm. Because those are two very different things. Oh, yeah. Foggy and chilly. Chilly foggy. And, um, yeah, it's uneventful. And as you come... Towards the end of the day, and the sun is, like, starting to get low in the road. Um, I imagine you guys make a camp again at the end of the day. Boy, I'll tell you, it was a lot easier traveling alone. But, hey, you know what they say. Uh, you want to go far, go together. You want to go fast, go alone. How are you doing there, old river? No. Addressing the one person <laughs> that can't respond. <laughs> what a day. Flora, I have this, uh, I have this for you that I, I carved on shift last night. Um, something about uh, Daisy just really inspired me. And he hands you a small uh, wooden branch that um, resembles uh, Daisy sleeping. Uh, John said I could roll for these when I made them, when I gave them to you. Uh, what would like, you like me to roll? Dexterity? I was looking at all my skills, but there's not really a good way to do it. Craft? Like how good they are? Well, I did say you could if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like how good they are. Um, Craft is I have dexterity would be a good one. Oh, and you want me to roll yeah, intelligence? Yeah, you could just do an intelligence check. All right, there's a minus one to this roll. Why would you? Because you're making something. You could do dex. dex yeah, I mean. Okay, so it's uh, intelligence, right? Uh, give me an intelligence roll. Okay. Yeah. Just to see how oh, God. finely crafted it is. That stick that you receive looks like a vague representation of what could be a four-legged animal, but without <laughs> any, like, distinguishing <laughs> characteristics. And, uh... 
<laughs> do with that what you will. <laughs> like it could be a four-legged animal if it yeah. had legs. <laughs> she <laughs> she takes it from you and she's like, oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, I've uh, I've been trying to uh, work on my my crafting skills. I I used to be really good at this. Uh, th- th- this is beautiful, Ozel. Thank you. That's sweet. That was a that was a five. A minus one is a four. So, uh, however you want to <laughs> <laughs> interpret that. She puts it in her bag, and she's like, "Thank you. I'll put this in my room at uh, home." Well, uh, happy to oblige. <laughs> uh, Ozil looks away. Flora throws it over her shoulder. No Throws way! It into, the fire. <laughs> into the fire, into the fire. Just like piece of kindling. I mean, honestly, it kind of <laughs> looks like it could be natural, just because how shitty it is. Um, Kendra's like, "Ooh, ooh, do me, do me next." <laughs> All right, well, um, it's gonna be weird if you're sleeping. Uh, it was easy for Daisy. You guys um, eating a ration today? Oh shit! Did we have breakfast? I will uh, take another one of my trail rations. Yeah, I'll do trail rations today. Eaten throughout the day. She does not feel like hunting. Stormak will go out hunting. uh, See what he can scrounge up. Yeah, it said would help him forage. Getting dark now, but um, yeah, you can give me survival rolls. Uh, a nine on the die for a twelve. Uh, nat 20 for a 24. Damn. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's probably good enough to find some food for everyone. Food and water for one person for every two points by which the roll exceeds 10. Yeah. So six people's worth of food and water. Oh, great. And even Fuck Stormac yeah. gets some. chucks too. her beef jerky over her shoulder and reaches for that. Stormac got a 12. <laughs> two over 10. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah, so you and one other person for a 12. Uh, so yeah, you guys all eat pretty good. Are you guys doing your shifts again tonight? Same shifts? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll take I'll take first shift. Is there a uh, suitable stick that I can find to whittle now that there's trees? Yes, absolutely. I shall spend most of my shift whittling. All right, you do that. Old River stays up with you. You know, maybe even if next to Stormac on the leash still. And uh, your shift goes through uneventful. Great. You get Stormac up for the next one? Yep, wake him up. Go to bed, uh, you know, close enough, but uh, not close enough to burn to the fire, you know? Stay warm, but not burn. Cool, 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 cool. Stormac. You're uh, taking your shift, and Old River's sitting next to you, next to the fire. You hear some owls and stuff uh, every so often. There's like a lot more animal activity in the distance uh, with the woods nearby. Do you hear that, boy? And he talks quietly with Old River. Stormat, give me a perception check. 
That's a two on the die for a 12. Oh, dear. Still a 12. Got that dark vision. Got a dog next to him with scent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna... I'm gonna give Old River a perception check. Old River is laying next to you, and Stormac, as you're sitting there, you suddenly feel something on your leg. This is not gonna be good. As if out of nowhere, these crawling vines start to wrap around your leg and spread up it. Meg conveniently chooses now to move Flora and Daisy <laughs> away from Stormac on the map. Into their tent. Oh, they're just they going in their tent. And you hear Old River howl as you see he is also coming entangled in these grasping vines. Oh no! And they start to tighten. I think that's where we're going to leave it off. No, you cannot. You can't do that, buddy. Spoopy vines. Come at me, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me, Forrest. <laughs> <laughs>
small tear falls from Ozil's eye, turns into a diamond and blows away in the wind. 